The following podcast is an excerpt of the book Our Fractured Image, available on Amazon as a paperback, ebook, or audiobook. In the book of Psalms, chapter 6, verse 6 from the Passion Translation, we read, I'm exhausted and worn out with my weeping. I endure weary, sleepless nights filled with moaning, soaking my pillow with my tears. Are you exhausted and worn out? Has your life turned out differently than you expected? Have you run out of answers? Do you feel isolated? Has life lost its meaning? Are you confused? The chances are, if you think this way, you are spiritually empty. In this chapter, I will be dealing with the burden of spiritual emptiness. The first step in learning how to deal with this burden of spiritual emptiness is to acknowledge it exists and that it is a problem. What is spirituality? What is spiritual emptiness? Why is spirituality important? Spirituality is essentially restoration. It is the restoration of body, soul, and spirit. It is the path and process of reclaiming our relationship with God, learning to walk with Him and not be in opposition to Him. It is the recovery of the image of God in man. It is the rebirth of our spirit with subsequent transformation in our soul and body. Spiritual emptiness is the pursuit of comfort and a sense of completeness apart from a relationship with God. Man attempts to negotiate his life path without depending on God. We live in an age with lots of potential solutions to our problems that do not require reliance on God. So why do the spiritual things matter? We know about proper diet and exercise. We have beneficial models of psychology and philosophy. We have affluence and distractions that can keep us busy. We have never known so much about diet and exercise, yet we are more obese than ever. We have never had so much information on our psychology and emotions, yet the suicide and addiction rates are skyrocketing. We are rich in resources, yet poor in spirit. Something vital is still missing. We are all aware deep inside us there is someone, a master designer, who is much bigger than ourselves, and we were made to serve that someone and not to spend our life in endless self-service. We are rarely aware of our spiritual emptiness. It is apparent when we are up against something much bigger than ourselves, like the threat of a significant loss or the struggle with an addiction. We are also aware of it during times of prosperity when, even if we have acquired everything we could want, we are still aware something vital is missing. This awareness is often written off as about a fatigue or emotional exhaustion when we are trying to fill our spirit with a substance that could never satisfy. How do you know you are spiritually empty? 
What are the signs and symptoms of spiritual emptiness? A spiritually empty life is a life of self-centeredness and self-promotion. All that matters are my experiences, my life, my comfort, and my image. I may be aware of others, but not aware of their pain or their struggle. The life mission of the spiritually empty is to avoid discomfort and pursue comfort, no matter what the cost. If you are spiritually empty, you are proud. You think your way is the only way. You may be sweet and kind about it, but you are still arrogant. If you are spiritually empty, you are also deceptive. You deceive others, and you deceive yourself. You work hard to hide your faults and point out the flaws in others, in an ever-so-lovely way. If you are spiritually empty, you are not thankful or grateful. You live your life with constant discontent. You are never satisfied. These are several of the shreds of evidence of living a spiritually empty life, but the most significant proof is that you are living a life of constant comparison. You will find hollow contentment or increased discontentment in comparison with peers, your expectations, or with your former youthful self. We continuously use comparison as a tool to determine our value. From the time we are first born, the comparisons begin. We are weighed and measured and labeled based on our size. As life goes on, the comparisons continue. Just pause for a moment to consider the many tools of comparison you experience on an average day. You have scales to weigh you, measuring tapes that size you, clothing sizes, IQ tests, school grades, credit scores, and of course the big one, a mirror. We compare ourselves to others and our former selves, and in the end, we are not satisfied. If you score high on the comparison scale today, the result is pressure to maintain your position or arrogance because of your success. If you rate low on the scale, the result is discontentment. As you age, the person you see in the mirror every day becomes a fading vision of your once fit and fashionable self. Spiritual emptiness, the life of constant comparison, results in the life experience of quiet desperation, full of disappointment and discouragement. We end up wasting a lot of our life trying to fight or change what we cannot change. It is time to accept that as people, we are all very self-centered. We grumble and complain that no one understands us. We believe no one can experience our physical or emotional pain the way we can, so we end up on a lifelong personal mission to achieve comfort. When we are successful in gaining some degree of comfort, we become proud. When we fail, we become depressed and even more self-centered. To get what we feel we need, we become deceptive and in the process lose our authenticity. We are no longer thankful or grateful. We live discontented and dissatisfied in a sea of constant comparison. This experience is the living hell of spiritual emptiness, 
a life of quiet desperation where at best we experience momentary comfort amid meaningless, endless distractions. It is a life of continuous self-service and fading compassion. All we care about is our comfort. We are willing to bend the rules because we see our circumstances as being unique. So society's rules don't need to apply to me. We live as bitter, lonely victims with no sense of meaning or purpose. Our thoughts and motives are awash with denial and irresponsibility. We are dependent on our environment to come through for us and lessen our discomfort. When our discomfort increases, we become more self-focused and more aware of our pitiful human predicament. We spend our life wallowing in discontent. Living this way is the definition of the burden of spiritual emptiness. We are all born with our backs turned away from God, determined to go our own way, and in the process of seeking comfort, manage to create even more discomfort and pain. Once we have accepted this burden for what it is, and that it is present in every human, we can get to the point where it can be appreciated. How can this burden be understood? If we recognized what the problem is, and that it is an issue for all humans, we can stop comparing ourselves to one another and get on with addressing the real problem, our spiritual emptiness. If we are aware that where we are turning to address and fill our void will not work, then maybe we will have a chance to turn in a direction that will be productive. We do not have to remain spiritually empty. The problem, however, is it takes humility, honesty, courage, and gratitude to turn our lives around and seek God. It takes faith to believe there is a loving Creator who has provided a way back to Him through the sacrifice of His Son. A sacrifice that meant He experienced all the physical pain, social isolation, and psychological anguish all humans have ever experienced. There is someone who knows exactly what we are experiencing. He suffered it on the cross. He bore the weight of it for you. He has provided the path back to God. God has provided this gift, a gift we only need to accept. The burden of spiritual emptiness does not have to weaken you. It can make you stronger. How can this be possible? How can the weight of spiritual emptiness strengthen you? So what does spirituality mean? How do we become more spiritual? The answer is simple. In the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verses 13 and 14 from the Message Translation states, When you come looking for me, you'll find me. Yes, when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else, I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. The path to spirituality is the humble, courageous path of seeking God with your whole heart. As we take these steps, it is essential not to be confused by what spirituality is not. People and society promote many practices and beliefs as being spiritual 
that are nothing more than counterfeit spirituality. Spirituality does not involve comparing yourself to anyone else. Spirituality is comparing yourself to what God has in store for you and living by His Word. Much of what we have equated with spirituality is nothing more than man's program to feel good about himself. I have worked with a lot of criminal patients over the years. As a group, most of them attend church regularly. They attend church not for spiritual growth, but as a way of convincing themselves they are good people and how they conduct their life is not so bad. If you pause and look, you will find self-deceivers in every church. Are you one of those self-deceivers? Spirituality is not the maintaining of a list of laws and rules. Laws, regulations, and boundaries are helpful to avoid negative consequences, but the keeping of commandments does not get you closer to God. A life focused on law-keeping will result in a lack of compassion and joy. Rule-keeping and law-focus is another mode of comparison we use to determine our value. If I keep more laws than you, then I am more spiritual than you. This is not spirituality. It is a force that drives people away from God and away from each other. Spirituality is not a specific group of practices like meditation, prayer, or worship. Prayer, meditation, and worship are valuable elements of a relationship with God, but are only weak psychological boosters outside of a relationship with God. Do not use these practices as a measure of your spirituality. Just because you pray longer than your spouse does not necessarily make you a more spiritual person than your spouse. Are you praying, meditating, and worshiping because of your relationship with God, or are you praying, meditating, and worshiping, trying to gain favor with God? Spirituality is not sacrifice. A relationship with God should free us to be generous in our giving, but how much you give does not determine your level of spirituality. You should be free to give because of what God has given you, giving out of gratitude and thanksgiving and not as a means of buying special favors from God. Spirituality is not a specific diet or dietary code. You are responsible for what you put into your body. A specific diet will not get you closer to God. On the other hand, gluttony, alcohol abuse, and drug abuse are evidence you are spiritually empty. You are responsible for everything you eat, drink, smoke, or inject. Choosing to put anything into your body to alter your mood is evidence of spiritual emptiness. Spirituality is not a belief. As it states in the Bible, even the devil believes. It is more a matter of faith and seeking God than the knowledge of his existence. It is not just the belief, it is what you do with the belief. How have your beliefs changed your life? Spirituality is not belonging to a specific group or club. Membership or attendance at a church or religious group does not make you spiritual. Encouraging one another of similar faith can be very uplifting and healing. 
It can promote a relationship with God, but it is not a relationship with God or a measure of your relationship with God. Spirituality is not knowledge, wisdom, or reason. Spirituality is trusting God and not trusting your ability to reason. Those seen to possess knowledge, wisdom, or ability are tempted to rely on their strengths and not to trust God. Gaining knowledge and acquiring wisdom can help determine a path in life with more positive results than negative consequences. But exceptional mental skills do not equate with spirituality. Knowledge can help you see the wonder of God's creation. Wisdom can help you find a path with fewer negative consequences. Reason can help you evaluate your life and if mixed with honesty, can help you realize your knowledge and wisdom is not enough to build a relationship with God. A high intelligence quotient does not equal a high spiritual quotient. True spirituality is only a product of humble faith. Spirituality is not doing something to gain God's approval. It is accepting what He has so graciously offered. Spirituality is not living with pressure to perform, but living with thanksgiving for what He has provided. Try as hard as you like, it will not improve your walk with God. The effort and activities you use to gain spirituality may act as diversions or a means to avoid painful issues in your life, but it will not bring you closer to God. Spirituality is not just crying out to God for deliverance or personal comfort. Most people live their lives with no desire to relate to God. They carry on from day to day until some big disaster. Then they cry out to God to come through for them. God is gracious and at times will come through. Still, it is much better to develop this relationship before the going gets tough at a time when the relationship with God may be able to guide you in a direction that could avoid some of those big disasters. Spirituality is not a partial surrender or calling out to God to rescue in times of trouble. Spirituality is not surrendering in part of your life with the hope of seeing improvement. It is a surrender of all areas of your life. In my work in addiction medicine, I meet a lot of people who use surrender as a means of trying to build a stronger inner resolve to fight a craving. This type of surrender is more of a psychological trick to fight off an urge. Often, the addiction wins this fight. Surrender and submission are all or none, and it is terrifying. So how would you rate your spirituality? Is spirituality important to you? Are you discontented? Are you spiritually empty? Are you working hard to achieve what God has given as a gift? Are you honest about your life? Are you humble? Are you grateful? Are you content? Where do you turn for answers to life's difficult questions? Do not forget the promise that if you seek Him, you will find Him. Seek with your whole heart. God will not disappoint.